Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Hey, podcast listeners, this is Ray K here with your host, Bob Bittner. Back, this is going to actually be one of our, or this will be, Bob, our last podcast before the holiday season, before we kick off for the new year. So, kind of excited to do this one with you. Yeah, very much so. And uh, we're excited that we're coming to the end of another great year and uh, look forward to even a better 19, 19, Bob, 2016. (laughs) My, how time flies, doesn't it? It just seems like yesterday we were talking about Y2K. You're almost off by 16 years. (laughs) Almost. So recently I was taking a look at, and I kind of found this interesting. I was, I was reading a magazine article and uh, we hear this all the time, but they were going over things that keep facility managers up at night. What, what do you think was the number one thing there? Uh, maybe the cat jumping on the bed, waking them <laughs> up at night. Could that be it? It, it may be one of the, the couple, you know, thousand things that keeps them up at night, but yeah. Not surprisingly, the number one thing that they surveyed out of the 250 were not having enough time. So no, enough time to sleep, is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know, we do know that uh, facility managers are extremely busy, and it just seems like every day there's more and more and more things to be put on their plate. More responsibility, more issues, more regulations, just so much that how do I even get the time to understand what these things are, let alone implement them? I've never been a facility manager and talking to you and being in the industry that we're in, we see day in and day at all the conversations we have. I, I don't, I don't know where you'll ever have enough time to do anything, right? Just because of everything that's put on your plate. Well, you know, one of the scary statistics came out recently that right now we have such a large amount of baby boomers like myself that are retiring, uh, skilled workers that are retiring from the workforce, that for every seven that's retiring, there's only three coming in behind. So that just puts an extra burden on the facility manager because things are becoming more complex. Every piece of equipment that's coming in is more complex. Every building that's built is more complex. We're seeing new trends in the industry. We're seeing new trends in how businesses behave. And all those things affect what we do as facility managers. So it really is almost a very tiring uh, thing just to think about in itself. Here, when you said that, I was thinking about one thing. I was thinking about my dad, actually. So my dad was a machinist for, he still, he still is, he owned his own machine shop for, for many years now. Now he works for somebody else. But recently he started working for a company that demanded a little bit more from him from a I guess the technology standpoint. My dad is not a tech savvy person, right? And it it became more and more difficult for him to keep on top of everything he needed to do because it involved him running more reports, staying from the computer, and that kind of brought him back. But do you, I'm, and I'm just talking about my dad here. But do you think with this new generation that's coming in, and my father's looking at retirement soon, do you think technology is the fix there, or? Well, I don't, know if, I don't know if technology is the total fix, but it certainly uh, is going to play a more vital role in what we do. Uh, the new generation that's coming on, really, you know, they, they respond by text messages. They know how to use a computer. They, 
uh, are really involved in things. Uh, and it's really kind of scary to some of those that are older in the industry. They just don't know how to adapt to that quite yet, what to make of it. And so, you know, it, it's, it takes us longer because we have to learn some of these things that are a little uncomfortable to us. I know a few years ago, my wife, uh, who is a nurse, they transferred uh, to electronic medical records. Yeah. And I thought she was going to absolutely have to quit. Uh, she came home at night crying, I can't get this, I don't know all these codes, I don't know how to do this. But after a few weeks, uh, if you would have said to her, we're going to take your computer away from you, she would have said, over. over my dead body. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, you know, we need to give it some time to, to work through it and try to adapt, try to bring some of the younger people in our organization to make them advocates to help. Uh, it, this is also a great avenue Ray, to uh, really build up some of the young uh, people that are coming in and say, can you help with this project? I'm, and sometimes we have to just admit to some of our weaknesses and say, you know, I don't know how to do this. Maybe you could do it better for me. Oh, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I think helping each other is going to be bigger because you've got this, you've got an older generation that's leaving with all this tribal knowledge. And then you've got the younger generation that's coming in that knows the technology but doesn't have that tribal knowledge. Exactly. And, you know, probably you used the example of your dad with the, uh, the machinist. He could probably, you could probably give him a stock piece of, of uh, steel and say, here, go make this, and here's a little sketch, and do it, and he could make it perfectly because he had great skill. He learned how the machine worked. Yeah. He, he yeah. understood it. He understood the, the uh, makeup of the of the metals that he was working with and how they would respond to certain tooling and everything. And he could just go ahead and do that and it all came out of his mind. And now they're hooking up computers that say, here, take this design, put it in the computer, let the computer be that mind, and you kind of set it up, press the button, stand back and watch it work. Yeah. And that's a, that's a little scary for some of us that uh, how do I get that into the computer, I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like modern math, right? Yeah. I can get the answer from my grandchildren, but I certainly can't show them the right, process right. <laughs> how to do it. And uh, but you know, we we uh, so it is scary. It does uh, worry us, and actually, it is really causing some people to retire maybe a little bit earlier than they wanted to. You think so? Uh, yeah. But because of just being scared about some of this I stuff. Can, I can see that, yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's, you know, we have to, I, I think, bring some younger people in the organization along and say, and entrusting them. And, and not only entrusting, but trusting them. I think that's a big factor. And share some of that uh, load with them and saying, can you help me with this? You know, we as managers, as facility managers, we think we ought to have all the answers to everything. Well, we don't. And there's a lot of things that we don't know. There's a lot of areas that we should be smarter about. Spread some of that wealth around. So you have some other people worrying about it. Have some other people concerned about it. So, and it really brings them up and it does a couple of things. It, it uh, really plays off some strengths and it also starts to build uh, some possibilities for career paths for other people in the organization. Something else that I also found keeps facility professionals up, always having to do more and more with less, right? It's always, I want you to do X amount of work, but I'm going to take budget or funds away from, from your department. Now I want you to do all this with just this much, right? 
And that's something that's that's happening time and time again. Companies are becoming more uh, stringent on their funds. They want to tighten their their belts, and that that's that's got to be so frustrating. Well, you know, over the last, uh, particularly the last eight years or so, uh, particularly since uh, the 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 uh, onset of the financial issues that have been going on, not only in the private sector but in the public sector as well. We have been asked and we have been cut and say, you know, we're going to cut these dollars. And we go back and say, well, do you know what that's going to cost? I don't care. We got to take it out. And that really bring, does bring a lot high level of frustration. And it's caused a lot of our people to work more hours, particularly those facility managers that are salaried, that they put in longer hours. You won't find a better dedicated group of people than people that run your facilities. And so they take it very seriously. And it's almost a, a little rip out of your heart every time they come and say, you're going to have to lay some people off, or you're going to have to reduce your budget by 10% or 7% or 15% or whatever it is next year, just because. And we understand those constraints. We understand there's only so much money to go around, but it still is very difficult for the facility manager, particularly with all these new things that are being put upon us every day. Yeah. And what makes it even more difficult is when, when that decision does come down and you weren't you weren't part of what needs to be cut and whatnot, how how do how does that board or or the management team understand that we're gonna remove funds from this area in your department, not from this area. Or you know, it's 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 when they make that wrong decision, that's like why did you take money away from there? I yeah. that's something I really really oh that's something my guys needed. Right. Yeah. And I think that uh you know, good information, good data, being able to help tell the story, to articulate what the consequences of those cuts are, uh, is really important. You know, we're getting we're getting more things thrown at us every day when we look at what's going on in our world, and particularly keeping our workplace safe today. How do you keep your workplace safe? How do you keep from people coming in or internal people causing problems? Uh, it's just still one more thing that the facility manager is being held accountable for, at least being very, uh, having to participate in those decision making. And how do I make sure that I can lock down my building? How, may, how can I make sure I can exit people out of the building effectively and efficiently? And all those kinds of things that 20 years ago we weren't worrying about, but today we are on top of, oh, by the way, we got to do all this and cut staff. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's a difficult thing, and I think really looking at uh, being able to and here again is one of those things of how do I become smart in what I'm doing as a facility manager to understand the finances, the things that will truly resonate with the uh, C-suite, particularly from the financial standpoint about what is important, and when you make this cut what are the impacts? And so, you know, I think good, clear communication as opposed to just saying, okay, you asked me to cut 10%. Here are the results of, here's what's the consequences of cutting 10%. Are you okay with that? These are the things. And we've, we've pretty much cut out all of the, uh, the fluff out of our departments if there ever was any. Well, in, I, in order for... For a facility manager to do that, they, they've got to be tracking data on the front end. 
right? It's a, that that could be another challenge that facility managers face. Or we, well, I'll, I'll rephrase it. We know that's a challenge that facility managers face. Not having that information to to begin with, because they've been doing something for such a long time, the same exact way, time and time again. When they do have to make decisions like that, it's almost like they're at they're at the board's mercy. They're going to have to do that just because they've never aggregated or accumulated data on the back end. That's a, that's extremely important, Ray. And you know. Our listeners have heard me talk about this time and time and time again about being able to tell your story. And the only way that you can effectively tell your story is through good data. Uh, people like uh, the, the funny stories, and, uh, but when it really gets down to it, it's really about the data. Uh, what, what, can the, what can the dollars and cents, what can the risk factors that you put in front of people, what does it really mean to them? What is it, uh, what are the consequences if we don't? And I think a lot of times we don't really talk about the consequences if we don't. And I think another thing is, is that facility managers really need to stay on top of all the changes in the workplace. There's tons of new trends coming in our workplace today that really cost and have an impact on their budgets. You know, we just, uh, we just recently, uh, uh, went through some things here uh, at the Dude in the last year or two. And if you go into our development area, you're going to see everybody working side by side at tables. And we think that's kind of a new trend in doing business. But if you go back in history, if you go back to the 30s and 40s, and you look at some of the old organizations, it was just big open rooms with people with desks next to each other. Now, they had a telephone. Most of them didn't have computers, but they had a telephone and an ashtray on their desk, you know, uh, back in the day when smoking was prevalent in the workplace, uh, something that's really changed, you know. But uh, here we had desks set side by side, and so we're kind of getting back to that. We're kind of going away from the the plush private offices to more of a collaborative works uh, center that costs money. It's a different way to manage space. It's a different way to heat and cool space. And so just tons of things for facility managers to keep up with. Yeah, it's funny you say that. It sounds like we hit the reset button. We're just going back in time now. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the, you know, the old, the old saying, there's nothing new uh, that's going on in life, you know. Uh, but um, uh, we just remodel it. We make it look a little bit different. Uh, the desks are nice desks that move up and down. In the old days, it was just a steel case desk. It was a steel desk that was, everybody had a file drawer on one side and, and uh, three drawers on the other side and a middle drawer. And that was your workspace. And uh, so I think, I think you know, as we talk about what really is affecting our, our facility managers today and what's, what, uh, if you use that term, keeping you up at night. What are the things that they worry about? What are the things that they think about on the way to work this morning when they came in? Uh, really, there's so many different things, but, you know, as we talk about, as we, as we as we talk with facility managers, you know, trying to understand the data, staying ahead, including people, understanding uh, the consequences if we don't, don't be afraid to push back, at least to educate uh, the C-suite when they make decisions or your board or whomever it is that are requiring these cuts. And sometimes cuts are just uh, a requirement, but let's talk about what is the risk associated with that.
Thank you, Bob. That's really good information. I'm hoping that was useful to, to our listeners there. Like we said earlier, this is going to be our last podcast for the year. Uh, hoping everyone enjoys their holidays. Hoping everyone has done all of their Christmas shopping. I know I've got, uh, I've still got some to do, Bob. Did you finish all yours? Uh, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Ask me if I've started, right? I've got the list of stores I'm going to. Well, but, but you know, uh, you know, uh, we just do want to uh, thank all of our uh, listeners this last year. And I know one of the things that I used to do over the kind of the Christmas holidays, things kind of settled down. A lot of people are going to be gone. Uh, it was a time for me to get into my office, kind of clean out my office, get some of the old stuff out, prepare for the new year, think about the new things. And so as we kind of wrap up this subject today, it's just a good opportunity for facility managers to kind of hit the reset button for the new year. What are the things that are important? What am I going to do differently? Who am I going to include in helping me do these things differently? How am I going to educate people? How am I going to become educated about some of these things? And use a little reflective time over the holidays to really kind of reset and bring out some some of those things so we can uh, sleep better next year and uh, get good nights of sleep and, and uh, get the things that we need for our department. So I'd like personally to wish uh, everybody a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, we look forward to uh, sharing with you on a lot of great subjects next year. And uh, we certainly would love to hear from our listeners things that were that are important to you that we can help you uh, and find some information for you. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.